It is a truth, universally acknowledged, that two idiots in possession of a terrible podcast must be in want of fun fiction. to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and I'm proud, Scotty Moore. <laughs> Fuck you. Say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. I was going to say that I love you most ardently. I'm Megan Danger. <laughs> Fuck you, Scotty. I thought about that bit earlier. I was just sitting there like, oh, that's great. <laughs> You, you want to do that thing we do where we, we say that there's a guest on the show? Oh, I can hear them. It's okay. <laughs> we're not no, getting we, any better we, at this. We're joined by the lovely Caroline Minks. Hello. Thank you. I will not be the prejudiced Caroline Minks. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you brought to the table Pride and Prejudice, which... I sure did. And Scotty sure did message me going, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Which was a delight. <laughs> Good. It's well, Before we get into the fan fiction, of which I did fuck up Pride and Prejudice Good. pretty hard. Good. But, like, usually I'm like, I'm going to tell a story, and through that story, I fuck up the thing. No, my goal was to fuck up Pride and Prejudice. There was no story <laughs> to usually it. Usually I try to tell a story as I sit here thinking about Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the book slash movie slash zombie series. Um, it's... <laughs> It's not fucking bad, and that's what makes me the angriest, because it's actually pretty good. What a shock. A story that survived hundreds of years in various retellings (laughs) is pretty good. It's, like, decent. (laughs) This William Shakespeare guy is pretty good. Yeah, I know. Oh, goddammit, he's he's already... Welcome to the show, the fourth (laughs) co-host. Here, hang on, hang on. Oh, do, do oh, we get wait. to see? <gasps> I forgot you're on a phone. You can travel. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, That's yeah. so but exciting. Megan is not near their microphone, though, so we have to describe to the listeners. So we we get to narrate. <gasps> it's a perfect baby angel cat. Yeah, for, for the listeners, uh, Megan has having severe internet issues, so they had to call into this with their phone. <laughs> So oopsie poopsies. <laughs> We're making it work. It's fine. We're doing great. We're doing um, great. Yeah, Pride Pride and Prejudice. Well, if you want to know what I think about it, <laughs> go listen to Ono Liklas episode 15, I Love You Most Awkwardly. <laughs> I, I did earlier, mostly because I was like, I really don't want us to repeat any jokes. <laughs> then, I, then I listened to it and went, oh no, this is a completely different energy. <laughs> Well, yeah, I remember I had my friend Mo uh, on that episode, and she's like been to Jane Austen's house and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that's legit. I'm not gonna lie, Carol. The fact that you haven't been to Jane Austen's house kind of surprises me. I've, I've, n- I have not ever been to uh, 
I've n- I've never crossed the Atlantic at all. So oh, okay. if I had crossed the Atlantic, a hundred percent, I'd have been like, "Take me to Jane Austen's dwelling." <laughs> Take me there. Um, so he is like, purring in my lap now. So we're gonna have like a real good <gasps> ASMR element. <laughs> <laughs> kitty cat element. I feel soothed already. But yeah, like, Kara, you, for your birthday last year, were like, I don't mm-hmm. want a party. I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. I just want all I my friends. I couldn't have a party. We were yeah. at the height of a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I want a Pride. party. My birthday for the, for the, re- my birthday is December 28th. So think what you were doing on December 28th, 2020. <laughs> for, well, it was watching Pride and Prejudice <laughs> Pandemic <laughs> Party. <laughs> Yes. P, P, and P. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pride, I'm prejudice, and I'm pandemic. <laughs> Wait, that might be, but because we've got pride and prejudice and zombies. We could do pride and prejudice and pandemic. Oh, but is it, is it too I mean, soon? What was going on in the early 1800s? Oh, it's too soon for everything we want to do. We've experienced all the things and they're all bad, so why don't we just go ahead and fucking do it? Um, it is, is my argument. Do we it is the truth. Universally acknowledge that a single man escaping from quarantine will want to fuck anything he sees. He's it's right. True. Valid. Same. Do we want to talk about the plot? <laughs> okay see this is what got me and i think i told both (laughs) of you about this is i thought flowery tale of a of a lady and a dude what have to fuck but then they can't fuck for reasons but then i like true except the reason the reasons they can't fuck is is that they're just too british like thing because the story gets (laughs) It's my favorite dynamic of all time, which is white trash trying to prove they're not white trash. And I love that. Yes. Okay. This is the thing that I think people don't maybe understand about Pride and Prejudice is it's not necessarily like it's not just that these two um, don't quite understand each other at first because the first impression this the original title of this novel was First Impressions, oh by the way. God. Oh, my God. That's wow. real on the nose. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the whole point of it is like, oh, your first impression is not always correct, which is a nice thing to keep in mind in general. But it's not just about that. It's literally like there's so much you could dive into in terms of like the class system uh, and mm-hmm. and how money worked back then and how entailments worked back then. <laughs> like, all these reasons why you would try to socially climb the ladder because you were so fucked if you didn't. Um, especially if you're a family that has five girls. Just a menagerie. And no sons. Just, just, uh, just, a, just a, a little bouquet <laughs> of ladies and nary one son. And they were so screwed because of that. Uh, also, because Mr. Bennett was really bad with money. But that's in the novel and not here. Uh, um, but I, I am going to steal a joke from Monolith class. Um, do it. Just do it. because... Uh, the, I don't remember if it was actually me or Mo that said it. But that, like, one of the things that's so fucking funny about that book is the way that every dude is described by how much he's worth <laughs> and it's like you know that yeah. i think we, yeah what we said was they're walking around with like those little like like a sim balloon but it just says <laughs> like the amount sim- of money there's like ah there's ten thousand there's mr ten thousand pounds a year there's mr fifteen thousand that's when it's green 
It's the little diamond is green if he's worth a lot of green. How do they know that? That still but, bothers me that they just happen to intimately know how much they're fucking worth. Because that's what people people would talk about that shit. Like it was it was no like stuff like that was like reported. Um is my understanding. Like it was like written down and people just sort of knew about it and I was like that's such an awkward because now we're sort of taught like never talk about money. It's impolite. Um they didn't have gossip mags which, back then, so you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and adjacent yeah. kind of, yeah. Like people just sending letters back and forth talking shit about people. <laughs> oh, I bet back then, like, because the gossip had to be like relatively polite. Mm-hmm. I bet it was just delicious watching people try to come up with how to call people names and how to talk shit, but like in an elegant way. I mean, way. that's one of my favorite things about this book, honestly, is how much mm-hmm. there is just talking shit, but you know, mm-hmm. Britishly. It is so, it is so funny. I think people don't realize how funny the book actually is. I think that's the thing that gets lost. Like people hear, oh, it's Pride and Prejudice and they just assume, oh, it's going to be this flowery thing. Like yep. like Scotty was saying, it's going to be this flowery thing that's really boring and these two can't fuck because reasons. But it's like, it's the story is hysterical. Like so much of it is so funny and so many ways you can interpret characters can be goddamn hilarious and, and certain situations. Like I've never seen a Mr. Collins d- that did not make me laugh my ass off, but for completely different reasons. You know what I mean? The potato guy? Which, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Is that? Yeah, you remember the potato guy? Yeah. Is that the one who does the awkward proposal? Or was that? Sure. That's, that's all <laughs> one of, of them. them. Yes. He's the one whose proposal is like, hey, <laughs> hey, co- hey, first cousin of mine, you want to do this? And Elizabeth's like, no. And he's like, right. No. <laughs> no. Wink. I, uh, Let me ask again. I, I love it the because all I all I know is the movie and the adaptation yeah. of him in the movie is amazing because I told Caro he has such gay kid asking a cheerleader to prom energy. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. It. It's so good. He does. Oh my god. Well, and what am I? Um. One of my friends who had never seen uh, Pride and Prejudice either, uh, I got I got them to watch the movie with me. And as soon as we got to Mr. Collins, because they were like enjoying it. They're like, oh, this is this is fun. I'm, I'm liking this. As soon as Mr. Collins showed up, they went, uh oh. And I was like, uh oh, yeah. And they're like, I don't. They, they just went, I don't get it, because the, the door opens in the movie, and you just see Mr. Collins at your service, and he's like this tiny man in a very strange hat with lots of books, and my friend <laughs> just went, oh no, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, just wait, and as it progressed- He's also from Pirates of the Caribbean, isn't he? He there's is. Two Pirates he of the Caribbean. Wait, no, there's three. He's also from. A, um, this is a stealth Pirates of the Caribbean reunion. It is. It is. And he's also in that movie. Um, oh God, I cannot remember the movie, but he does deliver the line, "Difficult, difficult, lemon difficult," and it is the funniest fucking line. Because some there's an American who says to him, "Oh, it's easy, squeezy, lemon peasy." He goes, "No, it's difficult, difficult, lemon difficult." I think difficult. From the IT crowd. Isn't it? I think Richard I. I. Yeah. Says no, no, that. no. Is it? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was from the movie. Mm-mm. No, that's Richard. I, just, I swear to God, I want to go back to talking about Pirates of the Caribbean now. Yeah, please. I, I remember that Norrington was Darcy. Because you, what was it? Scott, no, he's were, not. Yeah, isn't he not? 
Mm-mm. It's a different person. No. Oh, I thought it's, it was. It's not Norrington. He may have played it in something else, but it's not Norrington. Uh, however, I did feel like a real piece of shit because as Kira Knightley walked on screen, all I said was, mm. fuck, five different celebrities have this woman's face. I just got to figure out which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would never forget Kira Knightley's face. Oh. No, Kira Knightley, look, if you're... She's kind of Natalie Portman adjacent. Well, you know, she was Natalie Portman's double for yeah, yeah. Star Wars. I just liked... Because uh, <laughs> Scotty was texting me so much, and they got to the part... Oh, I swapped. Was... I, you, I, you got tagged out, and Caro ah. got tagged in halfway through. Yeah, I got all of the, the bitching about Darcy and the why. who is this horrible potato of a man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who is this sad bag of potatoes that got turned into a human? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh, my God. So... Hang on, I was right about difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult. I was right. It's from In the Loop. Oh, In the Loop is a In the Loop is a very good movie. Okay, then multiple things have made this joke because I know it was an IT crowd joke. It is a funny joke. joke. (laughs) It's a I forgot. I say it. I have said it to. uh, I've said difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult to the children that I direct uh, in theater because I'll be like. Uh, you know, I'll tell them, okay, this this scene is easy, squeezy, lemon, peasy. This next one is difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult. And they think I'm the funniest person on this earth. And I'm like, I stole that line, children, children, from a movie you're too young to watch. Yeah. So, anyway, wow, this is already so chaotic. I'm so sorry. That, that's our, that's our <laughs> brand, you baby. You know nothing. That's, honestly, this is, this is probably true. more on I topic mean, I, than we usually are. Okay, that's true. Like, the thing with me, and I'm happy the writing and everything got me around back to it, but it was really hard for me to get in in the beginning, because as I told Caro, this film is so fucking white and yellow, and I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. do white and wet yellow movies. I do, it's like the dress. <laughs> I do black and blue movies, not white and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I feel like, too... With, I love the 2005 movie. I think it is absolutely beautiful. I think it's gorgeously made. It's beautiful to look at. I think it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great movie. I don't know that it's a fantastic adaptation for a lot of reasons because I think that a lot of it is rushed. And a lot of it is cut out from the book. It was. Well, it did feel like the ending felt super rushed. Oh yeah, there's whole plot. It's lines super fast. Well, that... I will say this though: the book is faster. What the 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 ending oh, yeah. of the book is like the last two chapters are like and now we're getting married and uh and then they wrote a bunch of letters and the end yeah no the the book the book ends like like a um what are those movies yeah. like channel uh, like a lifetime channel movie where like the the day new mom is like a, like a minute and a half <laughs> yeah yeah I I. I literally just adapted this fucking novel into a podcast, and I oh, said, "Should we say <laughs> we're getting into the shh? That's God. That's for the end. No, like, <laughs> it's a like, secret. We never even said like when we said, oh, Caroline's here.' We didn't say like, what are it's they? Fine. Do? What are they from? We're we've had so many guests, and we're still shit at it. So, <laughs> well, I, guests are hard, and I didn't exactly come in here calm or sober. So, like, we can. This show's all about that. building fan art and building yeah. uh, adaptations of perhaps popular media. I wonder if someone on this call is working on a podcast that could be adapting this into something new. Well, it's funny. Golly, you should I'm mention so it. glad you brought it up. <laughs> I'm doing it with cats. 
<laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, I for anyone who doesn't know, I am adapt. I adapted Pride and Prejudice into an audio drama. It is queer Pride and Prejudice because literally everyone on in the cast and on the team is queer, and it's a very it's it's gonna fucking. I'm rule. so excited, um, but. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm playing Darcy. Darcy in this adaptation is a lesbian. Elizabeth is bi. We've got, you know, we've got like, uh, we've got trans characters. We've got, you know, you name it. We've got, it's so great. We have, I mean, no, nobody is straight in this adaptation. Ain't a cishead in sight. (laughs) Literally, when we were, when we were casting this thing, um, Cassie Josephs, who I created this with, we were going, okay, the only cishead, character could be Wickham, who's kind of the, the shitty guy in this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we stopped for a minute and we went, do we know any? <laughs> hey, bud, welcome and the answer to... answer is no. <laughs> welcome to finding guests for this show. Will, <laughs> Will, Will remains our diversity <laughs> guest, our, our inclusivity guest as the only yeah. straight guy. <laughs> Yeah, we were literally like, Wickham could be a cishet white guy, but we don't know any, so Alex Dottie, you'll have to do, bud. And, like, close enough. But we, like, it's it, it has been a, a joy to make, and it was so much fun, but when I got that finale episode, that last episode, because when I, I was rereading the book, of course, and because it's such a faithful adaptation of the book, it really is. It's like a very beat-for-beat beat adaptation of the book. Mm. It's just gay. And like, <laughs> I got to the end, though, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of letters being written and not a lot of action. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, it is... it. It is just what is it that the what's her face I can't remember early eighteen hundreds and it's goes just... up to Lizzie and is like Jane Austen no, yeah Jane oh. Austen goes to <laughs> Lizzie and says hey, don't, don't you fuck that boy don't you fuck that boy and she's like who's it's Darcy don't you fuck him and she's like well now I'm gonna fuck him twice as hard fuck you oh Lady Catherine <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lady oh, Catherine? You, oh you mean Dame Judy Dench is who you're talking yes about. Dame Judy oh. Dench goes. Don't you fuck that boy. <laughs> she fucking came out in her full spaceship Earth voice, and I was ready. <laughs> thank, thank the Phoenicians for papyrus. Don't you dare fuck Mr. Darcy. <laughs> oh, my God. She she may have been my favorite part of the whole film was, was her. She... Valid. She's so good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who'd you like best in Pride and Prejudice? The mean <laughs> the <villain>. old bitch. <laughs> She's fabulous. She's so She's good. Fabulous. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's Judy Den. She's fucking great. No, going going back to your point about like the letters though, I did tell you this film has had fifty thousand marriage proposals and not a single fucking thing happened. <laughs> like, I I described it as a Japanese wrestling match, which I'm the only person this reference is for. It's got good action and shit that happens, and then you just wait for like a good 10, 20 minutes for something else to happen. Then you pop back up, which was good for me as I was just talking shit about the film in my mm-hmm. notes app. So I was like, good, mm-hmm. I have a time, mm-hmm. some time to rest. Yeah, more more happens in the book because you know it has to get cut for the the movie. Like, you know, yeah. Wickham runs off with Lizzie's yeah, yeah, yeah. 15-year-old sister. 15! Oh, my God. Well, and and I think this is where I think the, like, 1995 miniseries versus 2005 movie thing comes into play mm-hmm. here. Because the miniseries is a much better adaptation. It's much more faithful to the book. It's a lot more... Um, 
it's a lot more detailed. It's also six episodes that are like an hour it's each. So like breathe. they mm-hmm. had yeah. more time. Yeah, it's yeah. got oh, and they didn't cut as many characters. They didn't. They didn't have to combine. Char- got Pete Colin first. Yeah. <laughs> it does have Pete Colin first. I was like, it's so funny because I never really got it, and then I was watching it, and I was like. Okay, I kind of get it now because <laughs> I didn't see the miniseries. I'm in the older. same boat. Like I did with Colin Firth. It's like mm-hmm. I, I, if you say so, I think he's a fantastic. Oh, yeah, actor. he's a great actor. He's yeah. an excellent Darcy. But, but, but yeah. I was like, I don't get the like, I don't get the like fanning yourself over. I was, I didn't quite understand. And I watched it, and I was like, if I were perhaps my mom, a hundred percent, I get it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. When he, it's if I were a straight blonde lady, <laughs> except my enrichment. my uh, well, I guess at the time my like twenty something year old Jamaican best friend was also <laughs> was yeah. just like, oh Colin Firth, you're you're all wet. He oh. he's such a good dark. Oh my god, that's right, the lake yeah. scene. He does pop out of the lake at one point. He's like goddamn Nessie, just popping out of there, just so <laughs> just like the skin. Oh, Colin Firth. <laughs> and I'm just like Monique (laughs) have you seen the statue have you seen the the statue hold up I'm gonna find it hang on Colin for it exists it exists I'm not gonna be able to see it I can't my only source to the internet is being used to see you guys don't whoa don't you worry you all you need to see is Scotty's reaction that's Colin Firth no, I'm just looking at Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy, and he looks nothing like Colin Firth. Well, that's because it was 1995. Yeah, he looks so different. <laughs> he yeah, gr- he it grew, was, it was... grew up into one of my favorite I boys. I the statue has nipples. <gasps> what? I am so upset I can't see this. I'm okay. dropping it in the chat, Scotty. Uh, okay. I just want to see your face when you can look at this I thing. Can I pull it up? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. I think I can still... Oh, my God. Oh... <laughs> Holy shit! It looks like the prop <laughs> David. Ha- it looks like the prop <laughs> David Hasselhoff from, from the SpongeBob, SpongeBob movie. Oh my God. <laughs> the face it's making. <laughs> I'm looking at like the the, the swans and shit. Like how? how you know what's great? The the specific image that I pulled for you was from the Atlantic article, and the the headline was "Giant Colin Firth Terrorizes London." <laughs> Accurate. You gotta, I gotta stop. This is too good. What's funny is to like to me, Colin Firth. I feel like my exposure to Colin Firth was like like Love Actually and yeah. shit. You know, like I didn't. You know. Um, it was like Love Actually and like Bridget Jones's Diary, which, by the way, is based on Pride and Prejudice. It is. And, that, well, that's you know, why Colin, that Colin Firth is there. It's like, ah. He plays Darcy. <laughs> yeah, and Scotty's it's still fucking dying. hilarious. Um, <laughs> so fucking yes. but, but so, like, I, I, yeah, I did not know of the wet lakey boy <laughs> that is Colin Firth in this movie. <laughs> Just a good wet lakey boy. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because there are, there's so much, like, Darcy versus Darcy debate and to me I'm very much like it is apples and oranges they are such different Darcy's I love uh what's his face in the 2005 I think he's such a he's my preferred Darcy for a lot of reasons yeah sure but Colin Firth this is my emotional support Darcy (laughs) (laughs) yes well he is the most lesbian Darcy you could possibly be go on listen he listen he here is the scene that made me go, Darcy is a lesbian. Darcy is a he-him lesbian. So Darcy in the 2005 movie at one point 
is so overcome with love for Elizabeth, he fucking unannounced bursts into the house that she's staying in. Oh, this cute little this cottage. fucking scene. Because it's right after, She's, right yes. after Elizabeth's like, get the fuck out, I hate you. And then yes. just, so bam! He, he bursts the fuck in, looks around, panics, he has no plan. He comments on the decor of the cute little cottage. And then she's like, do you want tea? And he's like, nope, gotta bounce. And he runs. He literally runs away. Have you ever seen a panicky cottagecore lesbian not do that? He's a a useless lesbian. Yeah. Useless fucking lesbian. That's why I was like, Darcy has to be a lesbian in Queer Pride and Prejudice. And that's why I'm playing Darcy in Queer Pride. You saw the truth. As a useless lesbian. I I just tweeted... Lake Monster Colin Firth on the Fun Fiction account, on it, like with no ans- uh, no explanation. Oh yeah, no context. Um, well, Good. speaking of North Dar- therapy, would would you guys like me to go down my notes list of all the times I dunked on Mr. Darcy? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah with man, I thought Mr. Darcy fucked. Who is this sad bag of potatoes that got turned into a human? He looks like the third yes. Oasis brother, Liam <laughs> Nolan, Mr. Darcy Gallagher. I didn't appreciate it as much when you first threw that one out at me. Yeah, he's a, You're not wrong. He, he's a bona fide serial killer. <laughs> it looks like Peter Parker when he became emo in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> The hair? You're not wrong. The hair? A little bit. Uh, um, at that point, oh, by the way, this is actually the reason why I had to stop uh, live texting Meg and start live texting Carol, was I had a very important question about this film, which is, was there a fucking pig ball sack in Pride yes. and Prejudice? Yes, yes. There were giant ass wiggly wobbly pig testicles on screen for at least several seconds. Wiggly wobbly um, pig And Mrs. Testicle. Bennett Yes, yes, and for some reason, Mrs. Bennett looked real appreciative, and I have several questions. The the pig nuts, when I say the pig nuts are like a thing that we talk about among Pride and Prejudice fans, we have so many, people have actually written like eloquent things about how, oh, it's something to do with like fertility, and I'm like, I think they just wanted to put a pig ball sack on screen sometimes, like, I don't know. In the film Pride and Prejudice. was like, who's going to fucking stop me? Actually, I can actually do a little of analysis here and I can tie it back to Scotty's thing about like white trash doing their best, which was like in this particular adaptation, the the house like Longbourn, their house is a lot more chaotic and a lot more kind of cluttered and lived in and messy mm-hmm. than we've seen in other adaptations of Pride and Prejudice. Um, I like that. Yeah, like, I, I loved that. Yeah, I love. Oh, I want to live in it's that house. So it's good. beautiful. I love that house. When I was like learning to act. That open tracking shot. And oh. like when I was learning to act and direct, they were like, if you're going to do Shakespeare or even like something like Pride and Prejudice, it's like. I know what you want to do, which is get very flowery and get very much like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, bitch. Yeah. Like, think about it logically. Like, the example they always used was real. 
in the Scottish play, I think, when he comes back from war and, uh, like, Lady Macbeth's there and he's just like, hey, what's up? The director went, no, fucking go over and try to get a piece. You've been at war for yeah. so long. It would make <laughs> the adrenaline <laughs> and the horniness is so high at this point. Yeah, well, and I love, though, I love that house and I love the way that it's done. And I love that the family is kind of, like, messy and they slouch and they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. They talk over each other. Like, it feels very natural and real. So, but also the movie does make a point of being like, the house is kind of in disrepair and they don't have a ton of money. They do have animals and servants, but it's not the most refined situation in the world. So when you see like a pig and the fucking pig nuts just tracking through the house, (laughs) casual like, it is a little like, wow, that's just sort of their reality. You would never fucking see that at Darcy's house. And I think that, honestly, I think that shot was really just to serve the purpose of being like, wow, do they come from different worlds. (laughs) You will not nary nary a pig sack at Darcy's Darcy's house. Now can you... You know what this house could use? (laughs) You know what would make this house a home? <laughs> they walk up to Darcy's front door. He's got big pig balls as knockers. <laughs> now I did. Can you also explain my second question? Is why that woman put that egg in her drink? Because it does. Yes, it's a hangover cure. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's meant to be a hangover totally cure. Thing. Oh. Have you ever heard of a prairie oyster? Yeah, yeah but Have you, you know cabaret. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> Sally, <laughs> Sally with the yeah with the with the prairie yeah. oyster. No, that was the thing. Well, actually, there's a lot. I used to be a bartender. Sorry, this is getting into bartender. <laughs> I, I also used to be a bartender. Of, there are a lot of drinks that have like egg white oh, yeah. in them because when you shake yeah, it up it gets all frothy. Good. Why did I do that motion? We know what that is. Um, for those who didn't, who can't see, which is all of you, I fully did the jerk off. Here um, I was jerking off a, a bar, a bar. T- no, not a bartender. Perhaps fuck. pig testicle. <laughs> I mean, hey. depending on the bartender. Um, no, tip but, your bartender, folks. But yeah, give uh, your bartender I, just, the so tip, <laughs> just the tip, folks. Just the tip. See, with me, it's just like the fact that they didn't say, oh, I'm hungover, I need egg in my drink, or anything oh, no, to reference it. It's they just did, like, though. Wait, really? They did. Yes, they did, because this was right after the ball. They had okay. been there literally all night. They drove back at dawn. They're sitting there. They're all slumped over the breakfast table, and you hear her go, it's 10 in the morning. Like, Lid- or Mary, please, because she's playing on the harpsichord, or, or the harpsichord, Jesus, the piano, and she's the only one who wasn't drinking last night. Oh, yeah. Everyone else is, like, slouched and looking <laughs> dead. Mr. Bennett looks like he croaked 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> By the way, Donald Sutherland as Mr. Bennett, I fucking love him as Mr. Bennett. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's so good. I, I really like him. He's in such that a role. good dad. He's so good in that part. He's not at all who I would yeah. have thought he, of. He was probably one of my so like good. the last scene where like they're asking oh for the God. hand in marriage and like that's where he gets like excited. It's I was like, is this actually so sweet. It's good. Mr. Bad's uh, a, it's a, a good really dude. Sweet he's the scene. he's the only one who's like, hey, Mr. Collins. Fuck off, <laughs> um, Scotty. I think you would like the Mister uh, the Mister Bennett in the ninety five miniseries. He is a snarky motherfucker. Hell yeah! He literally at one point after Lydia runs off, Kitty's all like, "But I want to go and do this," and he's like, "No, you're not doing anything for the next ten years. And if you're a very good girl at the end of those ten years, I'll take you to a, a review." <laughs> and she just starts she starts bawling and runs out of the room and he's like what I can see it I pulled him up I can see this asshole going in on him that Mr. Bennett gives nary a shit he's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't care 
Not even one. Elizabeth's um, got to get it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. But now I must deliver the ultimate. It took me 15 mm-hmm. minutes to write this roast of Mr. Darcy. <laughs> And it, it, it was yes. inspired by uh, when they're in like the room and it's it's Darcy Elizabeth, third woman whose name I don't remember. Third woman's like, let's walk around the room. Oh, and then Mr. Uh, Darcy. Oh, Caroline. Her name Caroline. is Caroline. Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and the then- sister's Caroline and not Caroline. <laughs> Yeah. Once characters leave the screen, I don't know anymore. Like I told Carol, at <laughs> some fair. point they just started saying names, and I went with it. I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, Mr. Davidson's here. Yep, uh huh, I remember them." <laughs> but it's during that scene when they're walking around, and Darcy's like, "Oh, you're doing this so I could get a good look at you, or whatever." And I just wanted to get another look at you. <laughs> And then uh, Elizabeth comes back. That is the boldest Darcy gets for such a long time. I love that. Oh, yeah. Darcy thinks they're flirting the whole time. Oh, yeah. He has no idea that Elizabeth is not into him. He has no clue. He's He's like, oh, we're zinging. We're vibing. And she's like, I fucking hate this guy. And he's just like, she likes it. She's into me. He's got a serial killer face. I don't, none of it felt like flirting to me, which is, I think, intended probably. Yeah, he's just real fucking awkward and can't read social cues. He does get better. Like, that's kind of the fun part is you see him grow uh, to a point where he does smile at one point and I nearly shit my pants. It scared me. I was like, no, that's not what but you do. Like, people people will sometimes read it and be like, oh, he's just bad at picking up those social cues. I'm like, I don't think he's, I don't think that Darcy, I don't think 2005 Darcy is necessarily bad at it. I think that he just doesn't know Elizabeth well enough. Yeah. He's too much in his own that head. he knows her better. Than he that's why I'm like, because I just want to put it, I just want to put that out there. I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily, I mean, obviously people can read a character however they want to read him. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, in this case specifically, I think what this movie is trying to do isn't trying to be like, oh, he's got this thing that makes it a little harder for him to read social cues. I don't think that's what it is. I think he's just literally like, we're vibing. <laughs> it's like, honey, he, no, you're not. He is the pride of the president. He's the pride part. Plus his sweet, he, yeah. Actually, God, I really wish that the I love the book when they talk about pride. They literally talk about pride. Yeah. Like chapter two. They they dive. They're like, it's in the title. We're going to dive right What are in. we? Some kind of pride and prejudice? <laughs> um, but go, I mean, going back to my point, during that scene, uh, finally, uh, Elizabeth looks down. It's like, oh, we're just coming around because we're trying to find a fault in you, Mr. Darcy. Which, you know, <laughs> looking back is her being like, you ain't perfect, bitch. Fuck you. But in that moment, I, I hadn't figured out the film yet. So I thought she was genuinely like, you're amazing, Mr. Darcy. And you have oh, no faults no. that I cannot find. <laughs> in that at which moment, point you were Darcy. <laughs> oh, she was she was roasting him to him at him. But the moment he, she said, we can't find a fault. I went. Bitch, look at this Liam Gallagher looking ass coming out here with your MCR comb over. Boy looking like a bag of wet spinach became a human with your dumb ass boots and those big ass sideburns that look like they tried to run away from your Kmart John Cusack ass face and hide away in that big ass peacoat like sideburn enemies of the state coming in here with your I just got kicked out of my Weezer cover band looking ass. Boy looking like God tried to make Alex 
Alan Rickman again, then fucked up halfway through and sent him to Earth anyways. <laughs> Ow! Boy! <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Okay, so um, <laughs> so yeah, Scotty, you were misreading the scene slightly. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it's a game. You call he, yeah. I he is. I mean, Scotty did text me. They were like, boy, uh, who is this dollar store John Cusack? I was like, listen. Oh God, that poor, that poor awkward baby who just. But I swear to God, I I that. That scene cracks me the fuck up because I, I don't know. I think Caroline Bingley is the worst human who I want to just walk around and observe. She sucks yeah. so much. She's so awful, but she's fabulous. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. She's the worst. She's the absolute worst. She's that that horrible girl you knew in high school, but like you wanted to just sort of like sit close to her in science class in case you overheard her talk some shit. I think teach I think me just, your ways. I think you're just gay. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> You're not wrong. 2020 did things to us all. It's okay. Phew. Uh, you right. Do we have uh, anything else to say, or should we get into some fine fiction? I am so curious what you did to this sto- beloved story that I have adored since I was five. Uh, Megan, do you want to go? Megan, how hard in the paint did you go? Because you know I did not. I actually did not go super hard in the paint, and I'm going to have the added difficulty of the fact that because my internet was out, I wrote it on my phone, my oh, phone that I no. can't use. So I'm going from memory, but it's God fine. help us. Oh. You got this. I believe in you. I believe in you. So I, I don't know if you want to go first. Or you want me to go first? Um, I will go first to to give you a few to kind of get your thoughts together. I I drew inspiration in my fan fiction. Um, from the fact that during numerous times in the film, they refer to the main character as Miss Elizabeth, who you may know. <laughs> I knew you were gonna fucking do this. <laughs> who you may know as the valet of none other than the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> which is why I would like to present to you pr- the first chapter of Pride and Prejudice and Hulkamania, a novel <laughs> by Scotty Moore. <laughs> It is the truth, universally acknowledged, that a single man in possession of the WWF Championship must be in want of a wife. However little known the intent and mindset of such a man when Hulkamania finds itself running wild upon the WWF, this truth is so well fixed in the minds of the roaring crowds that he is considered as the rightful property of some one or other of their daughters. My dear Mr. Savage, said his lady to him one day, have you heard of the rumblings surrounding this year's Wrestlemania? Mr. Savage replied that he had not. You haven't, returned she, for Mr. McMahon has just been here and he's told me all about it. Mr. Savage made no answer. Do you wish to know who is returning? cried Miss Elizabeth impatiently. You want to tell me? I have no objection to hearing it. This was invitation enough. Why, my dear, you must know that Mr. McMahon, upon his visit to our estate, says that this year's WrestleMania will feature a young man of large biceps from the south of Florida, that he signed a contract with them recently and was much delighted with it, that he agreed with Mr. McMahon immediately, that he is to arrive days before WrestleMania, and on that day he is to announce his opponent. What's his name? Hogan. Is he married or single? 
Oh, single, my dear, to be sure. A single man of large pythons, 25 to 26 inches around at least. What a fine thing for this WrestleMania. Hail Sue. How can this Hogan affect WrestleMania? My my dear Mr. Savage, replied Elizabeth, how can you be so tiresome? You must know that Mr. McMahon is thinking of having him challenge you for your WWF championship. (laughs) Is that his intent upon raving here? Intent? Nonsense. How can you talk so? But it is very likely that he may challenge you for your WWF championship, and therefore you must visit him as soon as he comes. I see no occasion for that, Elizabeth. (laughs) I have seen Mr. Hogan's interactions with you throughout the meadows. I know he has acquired wandering eyes for you, lustful (laughs) eyes, yeah! My dear, you flatter me. I certainly have had my share of beauty, but I do not pretend to be anything extraordinary now. When a woman has managed the WWF champion for so many months, she ought to give over thinking of her own beauty. In those cases, a woman has not often much beauty to think of. Uh, But my dear, you must indeed go and see Mr. Hogan when he arrives at WrestleMania. It is more than I engage for, I assure you. But consider your macho maniacs! (laughs) Only think what a victory over Hogan would be for one of them. Sir Beefcake and Lady Vashon are determined to go, merely on that account, for in general, you know they visit no jabronis. Indeed, you must go, for it will be impossible for us to challenge him if you do not. You are overscrupulous, surely. I dare say Mr. Hogan would be very glad to see you. And I'll send a few lines by you to assure him of my hearty consent to face him at WrestleMania for the WWF Championship. Though I must throw in a good word for a match against the Beefcake. I desire you will do no such thing. Beefcake is not a bit better than you, and I am sure he is not half so handsome as the Macho Man, nor half so good-humored as the Macho Man. But you always seem to give Beefcake the preference. I have nothing much to recommend him, replied he. These challenges are silly and ignorant, like the rest of my opponents, but Beefcake, he has something more of a quickness than the rest of them. Mr. Savage, how can you speak about yourself in such a way? You take delight in vexing me. You have no compassion on my poor nerves. (laughs) You mistake me, my dear. I have high respect for your nerves. They're my old friends, and I fear they may be taken to their limit were I to face Hogan at WrestleMania, yeah! Ah, you do not know what I will suffer, but I hope you'll get over it and live to see the macho man face many young men of 4,000 a year come into the neighborhood. It'll be no use to us if 20 such succumb, since you will not challenge them! Depend upon it, my dear, that when there are 20, The macho man will defeat them all. Yeah, dig it. (laughs) Mr. Savage was so odd, a mixture of quick parts, sarcastic humor, atomic elbow drops, and slim jims, that the experience of 10 plus years had been insufficient to make his Elizabeth understand his character. Her mind was less difficult to develop. Miss Elizabeth was a woman of mean understanding, little information, and known to interfere on the macho man's behalf when the going got tough. When she was discontented, she fancied herself nervous. The business of her life was to keep the WWF Championship on the Macho Man Randy Savage. Its solace was visiting and... Hulkamania. 
It's the end of chapter one. <laughs> that is a direct word-for-word word rip <laughs> from the first chapter of Pride and Prejudice. It sure fucking was. Um, wow. That was so good. That was so powerful. I had to keep muting, I had to keep muting my mic because I was laughing so loudly. I was like, I'm going to distract everybody. Because <laughs> I was I was snorting and I was like, we're not doing that on uh, Scotty's. I did it Scotty's once. used to be making all one. kinds of fucking noises while they're trying to read. <laughs> good. Excellent. Oh my god, that was So it's what I did, art. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do a one eighty around the room and then another one <laughs> <laughs> The cream rises to the top, yeah. My favorite Macho Man quote I saw recently is he was in an interview with Mean Gene and Macho Man just screams at him, Your mustache is crooked! And Mean Gene just looks up like, what, what the fuck? Your beard's askew. And I went, oh, okay, Gene, get his ass. Gene's got to stand uh, up God. for himself. He puts up mean with a lot of shit. <laughs> mean Gene is a fucking legend. All right, that's, a, that's what I did. Megan, what did you bring to the table? I'm so upset you went first. <laughs> This is not nearly as good. Um, so my uh, thoughts going into this was how much, you know, because uh, it seems like you came around on it a little bit. But uh, when you were, yep. you know, texting me as how much Scotty hated this experience. And then I, was I, like, I ended up enjoying it. I will say it was the moment I turned the film to one point yeah. five times speed. Uh, but as that was when do. I started to enjoy it. It's a good story. So my my thought process was, all right, how could I make a Pride and Prejudice that Scotty would enjoy? <laughs> yes! I would like uh, to, on, on that note. I actually, I actually put that in my notes. I said, there's one way to make this film one I'll enjoy. Give Kira Knightley a sword. A sword. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. I didn't do that. That's very okay. good, though. Uh, Next time. Yeah, on, on that note, I present to you Pride and Prejudice and Hobbs and Shaw. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Pride and Prejudice presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so, uh, the, 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 the too proud, too prejudiced. <laughs> the Rock is Lizzie Bennett. Uh, Jason Statham <laughs> is Darcy. Yes. And everybody yes, everybody correct. else is the same <laughs> to start with. All right, now I do have to kind of scroll in because I have to find what I wrote in the beginning here. Oh, yeah. Okay. I only have, like, one oh actual. I have, like, a couple that are just actual quotes. This is just, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a jabroni in possession of a good fortune must be in want of an ass kicking. <laughs> yes! <laughs> We oh both fit God. jabroni into <laughs> our fanfic. <laughs> you said jabroni. The Pride and Prejudice. Uh, oh, yeah. So Jane and uh, Mr. Bingley are now children. They're, they're, okay. they're sassy tweens. So that way oh. you get the that The Rock is, you know, in charge of Jane and Jason Statham's in charge of little tween Mr. Bingley. And so the tweens, you know, they want to get together. But they can't because these two, they, they don't like each other at all. And they're, they, and um, also, Scotty gets to cry later when, like, The Rock has, like, a touching moment with his tween child. 
It it will happen. I cr- I cried during Space Jam two when fucking co- when he was like, "I love you, oh, my Scotty boy," baby. and I was like. Honey. Oh. I mean, I cried at the Rugrats movie. I can't fucking no, talk. No, everyone cried at the Rugrats movie. I sobbed. I was babysitting oh, yeah, yeah. at the time, and I had a child in my lap, and I I just started, I lost my shit. Anyway. So, uh, you know, there's going to be, like, obviously the proposal scene where Jason Stan would come up, and he would, like, punch a door open with his big, <laughs> meaty Stakem's fists. And he'd be like, I love you most ardently. I can no longer repress my feelings for you. (laughs) I want this to be real so bad. And then, you know, The Rock would just be like, like, I don't want to deal with you. Get your mess out of here. Like, you know, you you spoke ill of my family, at which point... uh, Vin Diesel oh, the- would pop his head and be like, somebody say family. Yes. And they'd be like, no, fuck off, Dom. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> Can he be Mr. Collins? <laughs> well, no. Okay, because that's the other thing, you see. Because um, they got to fight somebody. So they end up, they got to team up because they got to fight Mr. Collins. Um, mm-hmm. who's all, right, who, has right. a, who has a robot machine gun arm in this version. Fuck yes! (laughs) And so, yeah, they have to fight him hand-to-hand, and that's how they start to, like, fall in love. But then when it seems, like, at its most sort of dire, and and that Mr. Collins is going to, like, shoot one of their heads off or something, Dominic Toretto does run him over with a car. Yes! And they're like, Dom, how did you you know where to go or what to do? And he's just like, it's all about family. (laughs) Yeah. And that's oh, good. basically good. the gist of it. I I want it. I want to make one of those like black <laughs> shirts with the white text where it's yes. like this and this and this. Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and Hobbs and, and Shaw. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> Wait. Wait. That, there you go. There's, there's our new Do shirt. It. It's that. It's Pride and Prejudice and, and Hobbs, Hobbs and, and Shaw, Shaw and Fun Fiction. Yeah. Fuck. We, okay. Y'all. Yes. We got there. I Okay. <laughs> Finally, something that, that's not just the that's not just like the wildly copyright infringing shirt. <laughs> Picture of Baby yeah, it's Yoda. It's fine. <laughs> it's good. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, Caro, would you like to get into anything else as far as queer pride and prejudice? How queer did you make it? I I mean literally there is no cishet character in this entire show. Um <laughs> and I love that for it. Not even not even fully one. faithful outside yes, of that. It is. It it literally is I I used I used the book. I didn't use any other source. I really do, I dove into the book and I am lifting words directly from the book. Like there are entire lines that are Jane Austen's writing. Then I had the challenge of trying to write like Jane Austen a few times. Um which it's rough. is hard. <laughs> it's hard if you're not if you're not Evan Tess Murray, it's hard. If you're Evan, you can do it like it's breathing, which is infuriating, but also very handy. Um, and the number of times I was like, I turned the script over to them so many times. I was like, Evan, help. It's hard. Um, I was like, I know what I'm trying to do here, but it doesn't sound Regency. And Evan's just like, I got this. And like five minutes later, we have a scene. Um, but yeah, it really is. a It's a super faithful adaptation. It is set in the time and the place that it was written. And we just get to see people who weren't highlighted, but who 
definitely existed in society there at the time, but who were not the subject of these stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And who don't really get to see themselves reflected in these stories that we're, we're the only ones you get to see in this. Um, and it's very satisfying. <laughs> um, yeah, we're literally just going like, okay, um, straight people, you, you had your turn. It's ours now. Um, move. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're, we're pressing you now. We're taking Pride and Prejudice back for the gays. hundred <laughs> percent. It is. It is so, also. I gotta say this. Like, I. It started as kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to make this super queer? And we're like, yeah, totally. But the more that I wrote it, like the more I adapted it and worked on it and wrote it, I was like, it is a. It is a queer story. It is now. <laughs> it is bonkers. It is bonkers. It works so well as one that it blows my mind that it has not really been done more and before and i'm like i'm sure it, it has but i'm reading your cast huh? list right now and oh it's such a good cast. evan and sarah as mr and mrs bennett is such yep. powerful casting yes <laughs> we have good. evan tess murray and sarah ray werner as mr and mrs oh, bennett damn. we have jordan cobb as elizabeth bennett we have i mean that alone that was the first it was so funny i remember like uh, Cassie and I, when we were casting this, we're like, Elizabeth Bennett's going to be like, that's the big one. You've got to get that exactly right. Because if you don't have the right Lizzie, like, what are you even doing? And we both were just like, it's got to be Jordan Cobb, right? Yeah. Like, we got to see if she's busy. Right? Like, like, and I, I messaged Jordan and I was like, I know that you're maybe the busiest person in the world. Um, but would you want to play Elizabeth Bennett? <laughs> and she goes, I would nuke my schedule to do this. I mean, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. <laughs> and she's so good. She's so perfect in that role. Um, yeah, everyone in this is just, uh, uh, it's such mm -hmm. good casting. We're very proud of ourselves. <laughs> All right, Scott, you gotta, we got to put together shitty pride and prejudice. <laughs> where Do everyone it. is super it's miscast. called this episode my dude god that would actually be amazing honestly like a really miscast bride and bridge that could be, that fun. be fun oh. actually. no see uh, no this is a problem i follow you on twitter i know what happens you get the first mm -hmm. glint of an idea and suddenly a podcast appears I do. <laughs> god damn it uh, i'm already thinking of who i would put where uh, oh no already carol and i earlier discussed like just setting up a studio at, in the hotel room at podcast <laughs> movement and just Anytime we're yep. drunk and come up with an idea, it's like, just go do it real quick. And then we're just going to make a feed and put just them all on it. there. It's like the old. Um, yes. Shit, honestly, that's real good. That would be fucking hilarious. Well, no, do you yeah. remember the old like cartoon cartoon summers on Cartoon Network where they would play pilots for shows? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then people would vote on them. That but podcasts. <laughs> Scotty, no. <laughs> Wait, god damn it, that's really no, good. No, no, that way all the ideas exist, but we only have to do one of them. Wait, that's... I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> damn it. Uh, oh, n I have no time, but I want to do it anyway. Uh, sp Speaking of no time, I would like to tell everybody, go support this on Indiegogo. Your campaign does end before this episode comes out to the public. But <laughs> but I what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do though I'm probably gonna do what I did like I did with Seen and Not Heard, which is like because uh, I didn't run I was going to run a campaign for Seen and Not Heard, and the week that it was going to launch, the country went into lockdown. Oof. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you know. Maybe not. But what I would do is every now and then I'd be like, okay, here's my coffee and whatever. Okay. 
people send in on this day or that day is going to go directly to the actors. So I'm probably going to do stuff like that. But like, yeah, the campaign's going to end, but people can still support the show that way. As long as they mm-hmm. like, in, if you put a note that it's for Pride and Prejudice, that's where it'll go. Um, that's really and, nifty. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm I'm so excited for this show. Um, and yeah, we're going to do lots of fun stuff. Um, Evan is going because we hit 40 percent on our campaign. Evan's going to do a sci fi version of one of the scenes. Yes. Holy shit. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. I think it's the Netherfield ball, too. I think it's the oh. ball where they were dancing. And it got like, really, yeah. Oh, yes. I know. So I think it's going to be the sci-fi version of that. Fucking Daft Punk blasting in the background. Yes. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're in space. Space. (laughs) They're They're floating while this is all happening. (laughs) Which is worse because you can't get away quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm afraid I can't dance with you. <laughs> and then you have to like kind of swim through the through yep. the air and hope that you can you have to like dog paddle away from the situation. <laughs> Unless you have like the like Iron Man little yep. jetpacks, that's the word I was looking for. I couldn't remember. <laughs> the Iron Man Which you know from the films with Robert Downey Jr.'s. Yes, the the shoops. The shoop I'm shoops. not gonna make it through this the, uh, alive. <laughs> well, you know, Iron Man has the shoop shoop. Captain America has the <laughs> Hulk has the <laughs> like. They all have their own thing. Thor has the <laughs> Black um, Widow has the oh. Hawkeye has <laughs> Hawkeye has the uh. <laughs> oh. We went to the exact same place at the exact same time. <laughs> Oh, Hawkeye, what could have been? Until you made an app that was about yourself. I I can't get over the fact that that really happened and it wasn't. (laughs) It sounds like a bit. (laughs) It seemed like a bit. I thought it was a bit. I was waiting for it to be like a ha ha ha. This is all one big publicity stunt for my next film. No, uh, he just wanted <laughs> he just friends. Just like this, <laughs> he just he wanted anyone to like him, and it didn't work out because that app is gone, <laughs> to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it disappeared. I'd say what a shame, uh, but uh, I was upset. Ah, uh, beans. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been an episode. We fucked up sure Pride and Prejudice. Through multiple different ways. Made it we made it gayer, we made it wrestler, and we made it scottier. So But now I'd say that's successful. We must move on to the future. Oh, and this no. is Oh yes, I'm giving God. I'm giving Megan a look. Yeah, well, because this is going to be your oh, revenge. You did two in a row that you didn't want to do. No, no, I, I wanted to do Loki. It was just like, oh, fuck, this came out of nowhere. No, no, I mean that you did Super Mario Brothers and then now oh. this. So I know oh, yeah, yeah. vengeance <laughs> is coming. Megan? Yes. Next week, the Fun Fiction Squad will be talking about Trolls 2 and Trolls 1. <laughs> <laughs> I watched two Trolls movies? 
You don't. Okay, yep. you just have to pick one. I'd recommend the second one. Trolls two. It's got my powerful lesbian daughter Barb in it, and she's my favorite. I just remember you going, "That troll, the troll is so gender," and then her mohawk comes out, and I had feelings. I no. Okay, it's this true. is gonna cut into next week a little bit, but there is a scene at the end where Queen Barb has effectively lost. Poppy is now claiming the world for her do, own. Do we want to save this? No, it's coming <laughs> out now because it's an adorable story and I want Kara to hear it too. Pride and Prejudice and Trolls, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but there's a scene and uh, Barb's looking around like, what the fuck? No one wants to be a rock troll. They gotta be like me. And then her dad comes out and is like, no, they can be whatever they want to be. And so can you. Every time that scene happens, my daughter turns and looks me in the face like Barb looking her father in the face. And I'm like, fuck, you can't break me like this, damn it. Oh, baby. It's very adorable. And that's what we're. That's baby. So cute. that's just a preview of what you're going to get next week with trolls. Oh my yeah. god. Amazing. I I am very excited for this. <laughs> but until then, where can people find you on the internet? Preferably Caro starting first, since you're the guest. Oh hi. Oh, it's me. Um I am at Saucy Minks on Twitter, which is M-I-N-C-K-S, and Scotty's making a face because it, it makes me pun. happy every time. It's, it's really good. <laughs> It's real good. Uh, someday I'll open a pasta sauce line and it'll be saucy minx. Um, it'll be great. Uh, and I also have a website which is carolineminx.carrd.co and that has all my credits, but I need to update it because it's been a while and I keep forgetting how to be good at being a professional anything. <laughs> but it is there. Um, <laughs> and if you want to support Queer Pride and Prejudice, we're at Queer Pride Pod. And uh, come follow us. We do silly things on Twitter, and the show is slated to come out holiday season 2021. And aren't you talking at Podcast Move? I don't know if we have anybody listening. Oh, I am doing that. Well, yeah, I'm I'm going to be on three different uh, panels at Pod Podcast Movement. Uh, oh my God, it's next week. Ah! Scotty, I'm gonna hug you. I'm gonna hug you next week, Scotty. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Ah, um, yeah, I'm gonna be doing one panel where I'm talking about accessibility in podcasting. Um, I'm gonna do one where I'm talking about microfiction with Ara Libieri, and I'm very excited about that. And I'm gonna be on a panel with a bunch of fabulous people, and we're gonna be talking about crowdfunding for indie audio drama. I'm mostly going to be talking about how I am bad at it. <laughs> hey, 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 Carol. Uh, long, long time listener, yeah. first time caller. When the fuck do you sleep? <laughs> I don't mostly. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I um, I sleep when my kid sleeps. Yeah. Uh, but he started sleeping a few hours ago, so that's a lie. <laughs> Me Megan, you know, every once in a while you'll wake up and at four a.m. I messaged you a painting. Yeah. That I made of like a random yeah. diet coke can. Same energy. Same energy here. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. that. Okay, see, yeah, Scotty, you get it. You get it as a parent. You you like you turn into a hamster person when you're a parent. You you take like a bunch of tidy little micro naps all day long, mm -hmm. but it seems like you're always awake. <laughs> and sometimes you're just running in a wheel doing your best. Yeah. I am never having uh -huh. a child. Yeah, you get it. 
It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You just won't sleep. It's I, awesome. Hey, you just, you, that's I'm the trade I'm just going to do what I've always planned to do, which is yeah. hang out with other people's kids yeah. and then give them back. <laughs> you want to hang out with me? I will hand my child over to you anytime. Y'all can hang. You will have so much fun. <laughs> can, <laughs> and I will sleep. I will ship them to you. <laughs> I will airmail my child to your home. Megan, where could people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Meg underscore danger, where I just tweet a lot of bullshit. Um... And it's frequently pretty gay. Uh, and and <laughs> Oh No, the class is, is coming back at some point. If I keep saying it, eventually I will have to do it. And then I'm, I'm on that other show yes. with you that you're going to talk about in a second. You can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And check out the other podcasts from a load of BS to Fight Boys to The Weird, the actual play TTRPG that's like Twin Peaks but work better. I'm saying it. <laughs> Fuck you. It, no, like, Magnus Archives but funnier. <laughs> Twin Peaks but better. <laughs> X-Files but worse and Gravity Falls but exactly the same. We just finished up the second arc, I'm gonna call it, because calling it a second episode makes it sound like there are only two things for people to listen to. That's why I say um, episode arc. It's Charles's fault. Yeah, Charles did this to us. But yeah, we just finished up that second one and it got buck wild crazy. And our Discord Good. all wants to fuck a monster right now. They sure do. We were like, oh, we're going to spook them so good. And they're just like, we would like to fuck the monster, please. <laughs> I mean, listen, y'all are in indie podcasting. What the fuck did you think was going to happen when you brought in a monster? Yeah, that's what they said. With a dark, brooding British voice. Like, yeah, no, that's going to oh get them. Technically, it's all three of our voices. Okay, see, that's even worse, because now they have options. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know what it's like? Do you know those big pens where you can choose the, the color? <laughs> Your mind! Also, go to merch.alotapurebs.com, pick up the Hawk Babadook original shirt, the Hawk Babadook cursed shirt, and brand new Pride and Prejudice and Hobbs and Shaw and Fun Fiction. I so want good. that shirt so You'll bad. be able to get it shortly. Hobbs and Shaw. No, Pride and Prejudice and Hobbs and Shaw and Diners and Drive-Ins and Dimes. You're going to run out of shirts. I shirt. want that shirt more. I, no. Make it a dress. I'll wear it. It goes all the way down, baby. Ma make it a maxi dress. dress. Like one of the, yeah, it starts at the shoulder and it just keeps going. And the font, the font progressively gets and bigger. And Hawk Babadook yeah. and Jeffy Dean Morgan and, and Wizard Hercule. I, I'll wait. Yeah, now we have to make two. We have to make one based on the bit and one based on the show's existing IP. So that's what it's going to be now. You're going to have to buy two shirts now. <laughs> uh, thank you to thank you to Best Day for shit. Um, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Thanks for remembering. Yeah, thank you to thank you to Best Day for the music that says, "Oh shit, it's podcast time." And oh well, I guess that's the end of podcast time. If you like it, you can check out more of his music at SoundCloud.com/slash/best-day or going on Spotify or wherever the fuck you get your music and searching for Best Day. Oh fuck, this is usually when I. I plug the shirts after that, but yeah, now it's just like, that's you, now, now we're just now we're ending just on the note of Meg's brother is cool. <laughs> that's the end I'm of gonna, the show. Gonna, I, I, can, I can end on the, uh, dear God, good luck parsing any kind of, <laughs> any, any sort of order in this chaos. <laughs>
God help. Whoever's listening to this, it's not just you. We're all confused. We're all very... I've honestly just had that picture of giant Darcy Lake monster pulled up the whole With the nipples! It has nipples! We are all Lake monster Darcy. Darcy! Would, Wait, there's a shirt for you. We are all Lake Monster Would we Darcy. get in trouble if we just Lake posted Monster Lake Monster Darcy on a t-shirt? Probably. I, probably. I can find a but, workaround. That's okay. If you draw it. Oh, oh, no. That'll end up terrible. What if you did a really bad drawing of it, like, in paint? How could it be any worse? <laughs> it would just be too yeah. faithful. Bigger nipples. <laughs> Is how, that's how you make it worse. No, no, no. Right, I'm gonna make it like a, I'm gonna make it like a punk band shirt where it's that, but it's in black and white, and then in like gothic text, it just says Darcy and white. Do you know what I want? Honestly, I'm I'm genuine. What I want on a t-shirt is Scotty's entire "fuck you, Darcy" rant on a t-shirt. I want every last fucking word of it on a t-shirt. I want it emblazoned across the titties. No, okay. I would wear it proudly. I, I, I know what we do. I'm gonna cut out Lake Monster Darcy so the background is transparent, and then the yes. rant goes yes. behind yes. it, and then yes. he's in front. Fuck. Yes. Fuck. All right. Yep. Scotty, get yes. it. You know what it is? It's like shitty litographs. It's like, it's I like need it. Shittographs. <laughs> That's gotta be where what we a ended. fucking ending. <laughs> That's that we where we ended. That's absolutely where we ended. <laughs> <laughs>